Okay, I'm gonna try again. Hold on, I got this. It's so strange that I've been using this platform for so many years, and this is the first time I'm doing an IG live. And like, even my husband did it many times. More than you. For some reason, I don't know why I never tried it, but well, you have we YouTube, are. so there's a first to everything. That's true. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks. So yeah, it's like already 9 p.m. here in Istanbul. I think it's like noon, right, in Canada? Yeah. It's it's 2 p.m. and I kicked out Borish uh, another so I could actually get this place to myself. <laughs> that was a good chance. Yeah, because otherwise they would definitely be here and I wouldn't be able to find a decent space in the house because, I mean, like it's, it's a small space and... <laughs> True. Hold on. Okay, I think that's time. So how are things going over there? How's it? It's, the it's fine. Uh, I think it's getting better. And I mean, the weather is getting better and the things are getting better with the crisis. So I am hopeful, uh, let's say like, you know, there were some new measures announced the other day there, they will probably um, remove some of the restrictions that we had and we mm -hmm. are able to go outside. So I'm super happy about that. Like we never were in complete lockdown although they did say that you know if it's not an essential thing like if it's not for uh like grocery shopping once a week or just you know um to work out outside for 30 minutes then you should mm -hmm. go outside but it's like it is much more flexible and yeah I, i'm i'm really happy that we are able to go outside and okay Keeping my hopes high for summer, because I mean, like in Canada, as you know, like we wait for summer for six full months. So I like I don't think I would be You've been waiting for a while now. <laughs> yeah, we waited a long time for this. So I... <laughs> well, OK, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it's going to end the same situation here, but it's getting better. But yeah, uh, yeah. well, I'm really glad that today we can do this talk uh, because I've been following up with um, a lot of people uh, talking about the marketing, how it changed because they had so many plans like during New Year, yeah. right, for marketing for their companies, for their business or personal. And then bam, this crisis happened. So now they have to change all these strategies. And um, I've been following you, of course, like most yeah. of the time about marketing. That's why I really wanted um, those people who are interested uh, to get to know you, yeah, to hear absolutely. from you, what you can say about uh, marketing, digital marketing in general. Thank you. What you yeah, I'm glad you, you suggested. I think it's a great topic to talk about these days. And I know how active you are in uh, Istanbul with all the events that you attend and like all the courses that you take as well. So I, I'm also curious to hear your perspective, like how you see it from you know, Turkey and from the startups that you mm -hmm. and like the, the founders that you talk with in Turkey as well. Uh, I haven't been really networking with people that much, to be honest, because I mean, because of, you know, Matt leave and taking care of other and stuff like that. But I'm still like digitally very active in terms of yeah, like, following absolutely. what's going on and stuff like that. So uh, hopefully I can bring a good perspective into uh, the questions that you have for me and like we can have a you know, a productive chat for everyone. And Absolutely. they can also ask questions or comments like, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm also excited to hear like what people have to ask about the situation. Maybe um, like we can discuss if they have challenges or stuff like that. So that'll be great we'll as it goes. Wonderful. Well, to begin with then, uh, I'd like you actually to introduce yourself. Uh, you have a really interesting background and really different, a lot of experiences. Um, but to start with, I just want to say that I got to know Edith through social media, actually, from her yeah. uh, work on marketing, from her YouTube videos on digital marketing. I actually got to hear her experiences about her job experiences, education, what she had to say, and like all these courses you can take. And during this time, she'll um, give you guys information about it as well. But I want you to give a quick introduction yeah. so people get to know yeah you. whenever i start introducing myself it turns into this very long story because i have like a, a variety of things that happened in my you know in the past um but to you know make it short i'm from turkey i lived there for 18 years then moved to canada for university 
which is a question that everyone asks me. That's why I want to um, mention that because I always keep getting questions like, what is your connection to Canada? So that's where my story in Canada started in university. Then I went back to Turkey. Um, I had studied political science and economics, but I never actually practiced my undergraduate degree, which is, again, something that a lot of people ask me because they nice. think that you kind of need to, um, you know, your profession needs to be directly related to what you study in university. And for me and for most people that I know, it hasn't been the case. That's so me. when I went to Turkey, um, <laughs> like my goal was like to uh, get a corporate, like a, a good job in the, one of the big corporates companies in Turkey. So that's what I did. And a few years later, I noticed, like, I realized that it's not for me. That's not what I want to do. I had this like entrepreneurial spirit in me and I was always seeking for more. So I uh, started an MBA degree because I wanted to explore the business world a bit more and to re like to figure out what it is that I like within business. And you know, the outcome of that MBA was that I really, really like uh, one entrepreneurship, like startup world. And the other is I'm really, really passionate about marketing. Uh, so I did a like a graduation project that was specifically on content marketing, which wasn't a big thing then. Mm -hmm. So that kind of um, helped me to transition into that industry. I got a, a, a good job actually, which was a surprising one because I wasn't like, experienced in marketing at all in a mm -hmm. technology company, in a startup company. And that was actually my first ever experience within marketing. Then it kind of evolved into many other things like I discovered remote working because Istanbul is a chaos if uh, you know you commute to work and back and that was the case for me so I kept looking for different opportunities and options that would help me be more happy I guess with whatever I was doing so I looked for jobs that were you know not in the city like I wanted to work uh I actually didn't explore the idea of freelancing and contracting. I didn't know of different word structures then, mm. but um, a project came up and then that kind of introduced me to the idea of remote working and that I did not actually have to commute to an office. I didn't have to work with a company that's in the same city as, that I, uh, you know, as I was living in. And now I know that that idea seems very familiar because that's what everyone is doing. Yeah, but back true. then, like this was 2004, 14, 15, it really was a strange idea. Like people thought that I wasn't working when I was at home. They thought I was you know, just, you know, binge watching on shows and stuff like that. Um, so that kind of opened a new perspective into my like work experience. Mm -hmm. And then I started working with a like, um, what is it called? Like remote first uh, marketing agency. Uh, that was headquartered in Europe, but we had operations everywhere, like in, um, you know, from Argentina to Singapore. So I traveled a lot. I, that was a very, very great experience for me, which then led to um, another great marketing agency experience, which was based out of North America, because I wanted to. So I started with Europe and Asia, and then I knew that I wanted to move to North America at one point. So I targeted companies that were in North America so I could get a, you know, a glimpse into that culture and learn how marketing is done with North American companies. Uh, so that's what I did. Like I kind of had a strategy with all of that, but like not 100% intentional with every step, but I did have a strategy behind it, at least in terms of like where I wanted to go and how mm -hmm. I wanted the specialization to evolve. And, you know, while all of this transition was happening, I specifically focused on inbound marketing and HubSpot, mm -hmm. um, which is one of my love brands, which I love talking about, like in my classes at you know george brown here and i also talk about it a lot on youtube as well um so yeah that's definitely one of my love brands and i kind of became uh like a hubspot platform expert in a way uh so those were two like qualities uh among all of the other things that i you know i've experienced in marketing that kind of raised the bar for me and that kind of helped me to uh you know be known for those things um and yeah, those are like my work type of experiences. And then like uh, one and a half years ago, we moved to Canada, uh, which 
then I, I transitioned into a Toronto-based marketing agency. So my background is like more so focused on agencies, but I, the industries I've worked with are more IT, software, uh, technology industries, basically. Um, and yeah, like I, I, as I said, this is already becoming a long story. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like- No, I, I find it interesting. I mean, uh, I came across, like I have a bunch of uh, friends, people asking as well, and I'm one of those people as well. Yeah. Uh, I like studied psychology, then MBA, and you know, like this, uh, sometimes like the transitions happen. So that's yeah. why I was quite, I find it quite interesting how you also had a different uh, background in bachelor's degree, master's, and then Absolutely. you found yourself I mean, I, uh, you know experience like in marketing. A lot of people ask these days, like, do I need to study? Do I, you know, yeah. do I need to study marketing? Do I need to go to university? Do I need to do a post, uh, you know, postgraduate degree in marketing to change my field? And I always say no. And I even have a video on like this specific topic, but I don't think you need a degree per se to actually do this profession. Mm -hmm. but you still need to obviously have a lot of experience to you know get somewhere that you dream of so um yeah that like that's why i have a variety of things going on and over the past year year uh as you also know like i've been more focused on uh youtube content creation which was just which had started as an experiment for me i just wanted to learn what video content is and what the hype about like yeah. you know, video marketing is so that's why i got into youtube because i thought that you know since i'm in this um like I, I i'm an inbound marketer i'm you know working with content creators i need to know how video works so that's why i got into it um and yeah right now i guess i could call myself kind of youtuber slash marketing professor so that you know again like my career has evolved but uh that's yeah that's what is happening today <laughs> yeah you are also teaching marketing to students yeah uh this semester i'm not teaching just because of this covid situation yeah. like things got very complex we unfortunately don't have a nanny anymore that is available to come to our house or we don't have you know daycare that i can send other to so um it's just you know me and my husband also has a full-time job so i'm not doing teaching this semester but i did want to uh so mm -hmm. maybe i will hopefully get back to it in the fall semester okay yeah no i think that's a pretty cool one <laughs> i've been following up so that's why i know so much about the marketing background of Elif. yeah um so we were talking about like transitioning uh to marketing field uh, for someone who has never uh learned or done anything um where can you suggest them like where can these people start how can they do the transition if they're interested in digital marketing because there are so many sources out there um i had a lot of people asking me where um like which courses they can take for example yeah. uh one of mine for example the one where i decided to actually test myself to see if i really like the field was mm -hmm. from uh, google digital marketing mm -hmm. uh, it's free Yes, with. I mean that's that's uh, very basic. That's that's a great suggestion. That's a great place to start. Um, Google and most of the marketing-related softwares they actually have courses. They actually have uh, free and you know free and very like uh, easily consumable, easily understandable uh, marketing education for beginners. So I would suggest to start with those and kind of. Uh, figure out if it's something that you actually like because I know that a, like a lot of people reach out to me saying that they're interested in marketing but I realize after a little bit of conversation that they have not really explored what the field is about and mm -hmm. it's just something they hear and right. also there's like there's also a big misperception about what marketing is as well um, because in the late years like I see a new term that is you know, kind of being uh, articulated, which is online marketing, which is actually something different than uh, what you do in like B2B industries, that, which is what I've yeah. primarily worked with. So they, they mainly talk about like, you know, drop shipping, e-commerce, uh, or like online education. That is also sometimes referred to as online marketing as well. Like even having the personal brand on social media channels, that is also called online marketing. So yeah. just, uh, I think the first step to begin like 
anything, uh, if you think you are interested in marketing, is to basically find out what it is that you like about marketing. Uh, what does, you know, what is traditional marketing? Because people also still ask me about traditional marketing versus digital. Uh, I don't think you can really distinguish between them anymore. And I kind of feel like everything is digital these days. Like, how can you ignore digital and just, you know, say that you want to go with traditional? Yeah. In my opinion, that's not even an option. But anyway, like there is a lot of concepts and terminology around marketing that I think needs to be clarified first. Um, and also understand, like understanding that it applies to different industries and it means very different things. Like the, the way you execute marketing in different industries is completely different. So for anyone who is a beginner and who thinks they want to explore more, uh, before you know, starting your job application process or before starting any training that you, you know, pay a lot of money for, mm -hmm. uh, read about the topic and try to figure out, like pinpoint what are the specific things about marketing that you want. Some people actually want to switch to marketing because they think it pays really well. Like, <laughs> so, you know, what about all the hard work? Like, yeah, like, you know, understand the you know have a solid reason uh, mm -hmm. before you actually invest into an education with marketing is what i always suggest and like the, some people ask me well you know is this certification good like it, should i invest into this or should i invest into a postgraduate degree and sorry about the ambulance I thought that was mine. <laughs> I thought uh, I was, was like, we uh... live very close to the fire station so there's always like fire trucks and ambulances um, yeah, so I, you know, before investing that money, make sure mm -hmm. that your reason to switch to marketing, like you already have that reason yeah. and make sure it's a solid one because you don't want to get disappointed after you, you know, make that investment. Yeah. Actually, I also noticed like there's so many courses from Coursera, um, EDX, I'm not sure for, uh, marketing, but uh, a lot of really expensive ones as well. Yeah. Like, master's level kind of but what I think before getting there as you said you need to explore you need to figure out if this is what you're uh really interested in that's why years ago I think it was like two three years ago when I um decided this is what I really want I went with the free course basic super easy to understand and it gives you a general idea and that was from Google's digital marketing and while I was exploring, that's when I came across your uh, YouTube page, YouTube videos. Then I'm like, okay, what does she have to say? And then you had like um, a video about these courses you can take from HubSpot, uh, which you can also talk about later. Yeah, I mean, like I take. refer to HubSpot like the marketing Bible, but they are truly an amazing source and it's free. So like for anyone who says is interesting, interested in marketing, read all of this, you know, the information that HubSpot has, look at the yeah. courses, take the courses. Uh, you don't even have to finish the course like until the Yeah, end. at least you don't want some ideas, some Yeah, get the, I mean, there's like, first of all, start with the free, like free sources, free information available. And there's a lot of free information available, like on YouTube, on, again, like as I mentioned in the beginning, but like all of the marketing softwares, they have free information. Like their mm -hmm. blogs are super good these days. Um, they mostly have trainings about their software, but also the field that they work in. Like, for example, I know that I think Buffer has this type of education, Hootsuite as well. So yeah. they're like two softwares that are focused on social media primarily. And I know they have like free education. So, you know, go for those first, make sure that um, it's something that interests you that you want to further explore and invest into and then uh, put that investment, I think. Absolutely, definitely. But actually I just open my notes and see. Yeah. Um, also, uh, there, there was a question, uh, if you guys want to ask the questions, you can write in the comment section and I'll just like, uh, read it out to Edith while she speaks <laughs> and hello everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Hello. We're saying hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so, uh, what, what are some of the things you wish you knew when starting marketing and what can you suggest to newbies? Because you're someone 
uh, you're like a self-taught marketer. And so yeah. what can you suggest you wish you knew when you were starting this? Uh, one thing that I've actually, like, it, it's not new to me, but one thing that I've lately been thinking a lot about is um, how late I was in terms of thinking of myself and my, like, resume as my personal brand. That idea came to me very, very late in my career, and I wish, like, even as of university, and that's, like, my, my brother is actually currently in university. He is, like, in first, like, he just finished first year in university. I already started to recommend this to him, um, but, like, think of yourself as a, as a brand from the beginning and mm -hmm. always try to, you know, build up to that and make sure that like, if you're in marketing, I'm going to, you know, specifically talking about marketing. Like if you're into social media, for example, make sure that you have presence across social media channels. And it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be an influencer. You have to be right. active on social media all the time, but make sure you experiment with the platforms. Make sure if someone, like, and, and I, this is also another thing that I always say, but like one of the first things we do once we hear someone's name these days is Google them. And we, we try to find out information about them on um, all of the digital platforms that we have access to. So whenever your name comes up, you know, think of yourself as a brand and make sure you kind of um, put the blocks up that you do, you know, over the years um, and just build it as a brand for yourself. That's one thing that I wish I had done like much, much earlier. Nowadays, I think of it like that. But if you start early, that's just, you know, much better. Uh, another thing that I lacked uh, in my in the earlier years of my career was networking. I was really shy. I was really afraid of hearing no uh, or, you know, being rejected, not in terms of application, but like, uh, you know, when you go to someone and introduce yourself and um, like I... I was very shy to do that. And I'm not an introvert, but I was still very shy to do it. And I wish I had networked with, you know, I had a lot of opportunities to do it. I just didn't follow up with those connections for the earlier years of my career. And then like these years, you know, when I kind of matured enough, <laughs> now, I do it. Like, now it's a priority for me, but I wish I had started much, much earlier. Mm -hmm. Especially uh, for marketers, right? I especially if you're building absolutely, and I mean, like, you, never, you never know uh, where that connection also leads you to. So, uh, invest in your connections. I think that's you know that's something that's that applies to all careers, not just mm -hmm. marketing. But it's specifically important for marketing because we are just generally more digitally active. I feel so. It's it's good to keep that connection. Uh, you know, do the follow-up email, do the thank you emails and introduce yourself, do outreach emails. And these always like end up being a practice for you as well. Mm -hmm. As eventually, if you do get involved with content at all, you're going to use all of that. Like, you know, the, the way you write the emails, the way you do your outreach, you know, messages and stuff like that, that all comes down to, um, you know, that, that helps you in your marketing growth, I think. Mm -hmm. You mentioned about uh, being present in social media. I just remember the book that I read. Um, it was a Russian book, actually. And one of the businessmen, he, so he was doing an interview. Uh, like he was bringing in someone for a marketing team. And when he asked this uh, person, let's say, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, about, he asked the question, like, so where's your social media presence? He asked about social media presence, and this person didn't have any social media presence. Mm -hmm. Like, the last time, uh, it was a he, she, I don't exactly remember, it posted was, like, long time ago. So he mentioned that this wasn't a very positive thing for him because he wanted to bring someone in who's present out there, who has mm -hmm. this um, social presence, who's, who knows what's going on. And he wants to know that you have experience leading your page. So you'll be able to lead my page. I don't know. Would you agree with this? Like, uh, do you have to have your personal, uh, I don't think you have to. Um, so I also thought about this when I was hiring for my teams as well. Like when I, I think we can't make people use social media if they are really like prioritizing their privacy, they don't feel secure about it. Like we can't expect that from people. 
but um like at least you can use linkedin still like not all of the social media platforms are um like instagram like it doesn't have to be about your daily life or it doesn't have to be where you kind of try to build an influence mm -hmm. uh so you can still use linkedin you can still use twitter i don't know like the the criteria that i have there is like if someone is for example applying for a social media marketer type of job, I would expect that person to have experience with social media. And it doesn't mean that they have to have their own personal account. Maybe they have managed, uh, you know, brand accounts. So that's like something to show. To look, that's also a very good experience to have, but I would still expect to see some experience. Like if, if someone, and I, this did happen to me, like in the past, I did, uh, interview someone um, for a social media marketer role and that person ended up not knowing what a hashtag was or you know how you tag people like it you know sometimes you don't even have to be active on the platform but you still if you are curious then you can still learn like you can still and you have to be curious <laughs> and you have to you be should curious. be like, curious come on curious. we are usually the people that have a lot of questions and you know always try to figure out answers to our questions yeah. like we we need to experiment with the strategies so i mean yeah curiosity definitely it, it has to be a must but again like going back to the initial point i don't think we can force people to have it mm -hmm. uh, i don't feel that's right to do that but so i would love to see experience with social media if i if you know that's a quality that i'm looking for in the, in the person Okay. And we have a question here from Esra and she's asking, can you mention about the worst thing that you remember about your experiences? Uh, how did you handle it? How was it? Did you manage to handle it? In marketing field, what was one of your worst experiences? I, I'm curious about that too. Worst experiences. I mean, yeah, I'm where like, you were like, oh shoot, I why did I post that? It's maybe like... So I'm, I'm going to take this as like a, um, a failed work type of thing, not like a, a you know, a worst experience within my career, but okay. like project or failed project type of thing. Um, so when I was working with uh, Wings For You, which is the first marketing agency that I worked with, it was my like first ever agency experience. And it's, it's different than working with in-house. It's much more stressful. It's just so much more faster paced um and we had a client that was very like they had very high expectations and we flew to paris to actually have you know do a proposal for them and it they were a huge client and it it had to be a perfect presentation but we go there and you know when the team comes together because we work worked virtually from different countries when we came together like you know in person in Paris the last night next morning we have the presentation and the night before the presentation happens like we're in this Airbnb four people uh, and we noticed that our presentation sucks and it like and it was a huge plan like it was a game changer for the company mm -hmm. we wanted to succeed but uh, so we actually stood up all night until the morning like on the kitchen counter, we were all standing up because we didn't have the desk because it was an Airbnb and we were like on the kitchen counter, all collaborating uh, via Google, um, what is it called? Google presentation thing? Google Slides, Google Slides, yes. Uh, so we're all like working collaboratively on Google Slides and we actually, did, like we didn't lose the client, but it was the worst experience I had. It was the most stressful thing probably in my life to work until morning and then like 9am get refreshed and go to the client's office and to present that proposal. Incredibly stressful. I would never leave anything again until the last minute. <laughs> but did it work? It worked. We did get that client. <laughs> so there is always stressful that. moments with the client. So <laughs> well, good thing it worked. Um, we have another question, and I think actually that's quite an interesting one. Uh, so we talk a lot about digital marketing, and um, for a person who's not very like familiar with it, how can they manage if they want to manage, I guess, maybe something like of their own, their business? And um, 
if they're making a website or trying to send emails and they're a single person, think of it as that. So how can these people do the marketing? Well, if you're a single person, which I did there too, you have to be a jack of all trades. Like you have to teach yourself how to do it uh, because I don't think any business can really survive unless you have, uh, like you're you're actually doing marketing for your business because no one will know unless you already have an influence or you have a huge like advertising budget even in that case you would need to know how to you know smartly do the advertising and how to spend that budget even if you had the money and you know oftentimes like when you're a startup when you're a single person you don't have a huge budget for advertising um i've been there too like i had my own startup projects and you really need to teach yourself how to do it using all the resources that we mentioned and there's obviously more there's no other way <laughs> uh, yeah like there's no other way either you get free help or either you teach yourself and you do it yourself um but it i, I think it just has to be done <laughs> yeah but i also think like if you have maybe uh from network talking about network if you have people who are interested uh to help really do a volunteer project maybe which yeah. could be a really good way yeah, I mean, for those people, people who are looking for experience. So you could like, you know, take that chance and go with someone that you don't know maybe, or you know, and is looking for experience. Um, or sometimes I know that you can also take someone as a partner to your company that is skillful in marketing already that, you know, they're an expert in the area. And if you don't want to like, or if you just cannot like teach yourself to do it because you're, prioritizing other things, then you can just get someone else on board and have them help you with marketing. Nice. And we had another question, which I also, by the way, um, had it ready. Uh, it was something related. What is, uh -huh, okay, I found it. If I'm reading it correctly, Mohapatra up above. Uh, what is the scope of digital marketing in the post corona world which was like a similar question i was asked as well how do you think this will affect digital marketing or the digital marketing industry uh, overall and what do you think like what kind of action do companies will take yeah it's i mean it already had huge impacts like businesses are trying to pivot their strategies not just for marketing but also just overall like sales strategies like how they execute everything uh how they handle their teams and like budget and everything so like everything has been significantly impacted uh a couple of things that i took note of because I, I knew like we wanted to talk about this um mm -hmm. like one thing that i if you have a business or if you're working with a business who needs to pivot their marketing strategy right now one of the primary things to consider is one i think empathy like you really need to be mindful of the current situation you can't uh keep your you know, previous strategy, like you can't do the past things that you were doing. Mm -hmm. um, because everything has changed, like your, your buyer has changed, their priorities and their pain points, their goals have changed. So make sure to really um, understand and empathize with whatever they are going through. And one that means like, you know, if, if you can be more helpful as a brand, uh, if you can have or if you can offer like free value in the services area, like, or whatever, like the products with the products that you have, uh, if you can offer that offer, try to offer that free value, try to, you know, do something for the community that you have. Um, also maybe focus on like planting seeds today because buyers are kind of on slowdown. So yeah. don't be aggressive with selling strategy. I think that's right. so very important. Um, like, uh, the economy is kind of on a you know a hold right now and yeah and i think like the people also realize that like because nowadays like compared to like 20 years ago 10 years ago people are more aware of things people yeah. understand it better even if you're not a digital marketer you already understand what's going on exactly. and if a brand is like constantly just selling it to you and just like yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> you just don't even want to follow them anymore. You don't want to remember them after but the you, COVID as well. You see brands that um, that you feel understand you. Like you, you want to see some empathy, especially when you're going through 
such a difficult time. Like the whole world is in turmoil. So you need brands to also understand you. And, you know, one of the trends that we were seeing in marketing this year was that uh, consumers were expecting brands to be more uh, authentic and personal and build personal communication with, mm -hmm. with them. Right. So, you know, put that together with whatever we are going through today, like in this crisis times, people expect brands to be more empathetic and to to really, you know, make them feel valued as people and not just mm -hmm. as, um, you know, money, like yeah. <laughs> if, if we can say that. Uh, another thing that I feel is super important these days for marketers to be aware of is um, you need to the current context and you need to create marketing strategies that fit you know that are aligned with the current context so imagine that you are a um, like a gym business you can't really keep posting or you know uh, do advertisements with uh, images that have a lot of people working out together or doing group classes because that's not the reality of what we're going through today everyone mm -hmm. is at home so you need to be you know, you need to change the context, like, and that applies to how you um, use your creatives, visuals, the language that you use, uh, the terminology that you use. So, you know, again, being mindful about the context and trying to apply that to uh, how you communicate about your brand. Yeah. Um, like a couple weeks ago, I guess, I joined one of the webinars where they talked uh, about the similar issues. and. One of the top favorites during this COVID time was um, we have in Turkey Getir delivery. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So they did this thing with Milka, the chocolate, uh, mentioning something like, uh, you let us know about your favorite chocolate. Oh, we have your favorite chocolate for you. So you don't miss it. We can bring okay. it to you. So they did this kind of like engagement with this other company and they brought it in such a way that it wasn't like just selling the product immediately, but they created the story where yeah. you miss it and this is what you want because you cannot leave your house at the moment due to quarantine. And so we will bring it to you. Exactly. So they created a story and that like changed everything. And I love that. Uh, I mean, post Corona as well, when you think about it, who are we as consumers? Who are we going to remember it? Get it. Like yeah. one of the delivery companies. You know? There you go. Absolutely. I mean, they, they bring you something that you miss deeply. Like that's the, that's the point of the story they're making. I love that. That's yeah. That's again, like it all goes back to like being mindful, being empathetic, you know, prioritizing your community, your customers, uh, trying to focus on the, try like try to focus on building relationship relationships with your uh, community uh, that that's like, those are definitely that they should be priorities at the moment. And like, there are obviously more strategies. I don't know if we want to talk about them as well, but like how, um, the, like the attention has shifted from, you know, more search to social media and stuff like that. Those could also be used to advantage or just to, you know, shift, adjust the, the, the strategies for marketing as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, everyone is on social, so that tells us something on how to do marketing. Yeah, but I also, um, you might have noticed as well that uh, some of the companies, which I was quite surprised, one of the top um, automobile companies actually have been doing this, they've been posting a lot about the data for Corona. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little confused, to be honest, because I've been following up... Um, like for the cars, I'm, I love it. And so, and then I just constantly see data. So that got me confused. And then when I listened to one of the marketing experts as well, and they mentioned that um, some of these brands are doing this, but they need to stop this. These data belong to these uh, World Health Organizations or health uh, ministries, institutions of your country, city. So allow the data to be presented by them and so people know that this is where they need to go but create your story don't like because maybe it's because whether they're panicking or they feel like this is how yes. they need to keep their uh customers so they need to post this data what do you think about that i find it kind of weird but... yeah i i agree with the the point that you just made like it's really not their business to do that and especially with something that's you know so serious and so like 
you know, it's, it's about health. Like it's life or death situation. Kind yeah. Of. It's not really up to just random businesses to talk about data and provide that information. Just leave it to the right authorities and, you know, lead people to the right sources. If that's what you need to do, like if that's even connected to your business, but if it's not, then just, you know, you know, leave it out of your strategy. And I think, I mean, like it's silly of an automotive company to do that, but at the same time, a I lot of say that with you. I just want to mention, but I found it weird. Like everyone was so confused on how to react to the situation, especially yeah. especially within the first like two weeks. Um, everyone, I felt like the consumers, but also brands, the, everyone was confused on how to react, like what they need to do. Do do they just? stop posting on social media altogether or what do they post like what is relevant to the audience now so i think everyone struggled with that and like i kind of understand that some businesses making silly mistakes because of that confusion because we haven't gone through something mm -hmm. of this sort before. like what do you do in crisis as yeah it's, it's all brand new to everyone mm -hmm. so um yeah i mean it, it's silly like i don't i i absolutely think brands shouldn't be uh, providing data about the situation unless they are directly, you know, in this okay, industry, they should, like they have the authority to speak about this. Um, and, and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <It's just Yeah>. <laughs> True. So we have another question here. Uh, well, actually two, one of them for a marketing company, what are the key job positions? Um, Oh, that's like, a very big, broad question. It's a very big one, right? <laughs> big I one. Yeah, I mean, like, what do you refer to as a marketing company? Is it like an in-house marketing team within another business? Or are you referring to a marketing agency? It all depends. Um, although you will see some similar positions, obviously. It, like, there's a whole variety of positions. You'd see, like, social media specialists just ditched yeah. them. Paid media specialists, content creators. Um marketing strategist and there's like also the technical ones who are super uh technical actually also if um this is just another thing for those of you who are interested uh in marketing and or about the job position what it needs to include i just say google for example if you're interested in content becoming a content marketing or um i don't know yeah the and, technical and part, also just, uh, check for job requirements yeah. It's going to give you step by step. So that could be another way to start searching uh, and seeing that if that's what you want to learn. I think that's... Um... Yeah, I, I totally agree. And the, like, there are no standard position names. Mm -hmm. They all depend. Like you might find a content strategist in one company, right. but the other company would be just calling it, I don't know, content creator or a copywriter yes so like that's it, true it, there are so many names for it right exactly. i usually come up with like so sometimes many it's options. super fancy sometimes they say like content ninja or something like that and then like, <laughs> i one, like that one copywriter right so like there's no standard format for positions it really depends um and sometimes people also ask about the hierarchy of positions that also depends significantly depending on the company so maybe just like if you want to get a better understanding, uh, take a company as an example and go look at the positions like the employees titles on LinkedIn or look at the job postings to understand what, um, you know, what, what is that company? Uh, what's that company's marketing team structure looks like. LinkedIn is very helpful guys. Use LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah. For everything. <laughs> for everything to search step by step and another thing like even with your skills if you're not sure uh when you slowly like you start adding your own skills and then when you go to that company and trying to apply for digital marketing um, job you can see your matching skills what's missing what do you think you need to improve yeah and... you see your growth areas as well when you look at job postings that you want like that are your dream jobs you realize which areas are your growth areas and if you you know or also uh you figure out the keywords that you should have on your resume or cover letter too yeah okay we have a question i think there's a difference between content writer creator copywriter right yes uh except the 
uh, what I think we were trying to say is that so many companies, like even if they put, let's say they put digital marketer, we're looking for a digital marketer, you are going to become a content writer. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think it just like depends. The essential pieces of marketing. Like I think it, it's, uh, it's definitely, I'm not going to say must have skill because not all marketers have the skill, but it's definitely one of the best skills to have. Like being a good content creator is one yes, of the best absolutely. skills to have if you want to be in any area of marketing. Yeah, definitely. And uh, for those of you who are just starting and searching into marketing, don't be surprised. You're going to come across with this phrase, content is the king. So, yeah. <laughs> and you will understand why, like that whole idea of being able to write, to create story, to reach out to your people. Yeah. Ooh, we have one. What is your strongest uh, skill in marketing? Mm. Go Elif. Let's see. Let's see. I've never thought of that. That's a good question. What is my strongest skill? I think, um, okay, so like I would normally answer this not specific to marketing, but right now let's just make sure that it's directly. I would say like from my observation, you're very good with content. I, like, yeah, that's what I initially thought as well. And the initial idea is always right. So I'm just going to go with that. I think that's, uh, what it is like I'm not the best writer but I am uh, I would say I'm a good content creator in terms of experimenting with all kinds of content so but let's say that's my strongest skill <laughs> yeah well I mean you are a youtuber uh, you guys should definitely check out uh, her videos she has a bunch about um, by the way someone asked about step-by-steps about trainings and courses Mm -hmm. uh, that's where I learned from uh, which courses to take. So you guys definitely check out her YouTube link. I think it's on your profile page. They can click yes. the link. It's not. Link. It's just my first name, last name, Elif Hiz. Search on. Yeah, YouTube because it's definitely a really long one, and because Instagram has limited time, it will yeah. end soon. But I want to ask like my other question. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because I prepared like the sole question for mm -hmm. it. Um, so we did suggest some of the resources and they can check into, and do you have any, uh, is, let's say in terms of books or favorite resource, or do you have any favorite book on marketing for someone mm. to read and maybe get inspired from something like that? Uh, okay. So I read a lot of self-growth and business type of books, but mm. not primarily for marketing. Uh, but even though it's not like directly or strictly about marketing, I do have a couple of like favorite books that have, um, been impactful or that have been really powerful in terms of, you know, defining my mm, perspective on marketing <laughs> and my personal brand. One of them is, it's the classic, but if, you know, if you haven't read it, like start with why by Simon Sinek, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's in like it was a very life-changing book for me personally but also to kind of define my um way of doing marketing as well because you can apply the same mindset to uh, like how to become a better marketer for the company like if it's your company or if it's someone else's company uh you it gives you a great perspective on how to do it right i think or where to start with your uh, like perspective into marketing. Another one that I wanted to recommend is Lynchpin. Again, it's not. It's by Seth Godin. It's not a marketing. Seth Godin. Seth Godin is like guys need to search into him. <laughs> You'll understand why. Marketer, but that book is again not specifically about marketing, but it's one of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. It um, again gave me, like, it was a huge life-changing book for me in terms of again um trying to figure out my like identification in, in within my career and just uh identifying like how i want to be or how my personal brand should be like it gave me a really great idea on that and maybe i'll stop there because i see some questions or comments yeah. <laughs> Good questions. So, can we share? Yes, we'll share. Um, I'll put it in the store and the post. I'll share the names of the books again. 
And we have a question from Nital. I think I read that right. What do you think the most digital marketing aspect in demand nowadays? That's a good this question. Is a, this is a popular question. Um, I think content creator never gets old, to be honest. Like, I think there's still a lot. Uh, and I think there's more push into it in 2020. There is, like, that, that keeps just growing and growing. And I think it's a perfect skill to have. Um, another one that is potentially going to be on the rise is social media ads specialist, if you can specialize in that. Because, you know, with the post-COVID-19 world, I think we are going to see more uh, transition from search ads to social media ads. And it's, I mean, it has been important in the past as well, but it's going to be even more important. So uh, that's another skill to um, further develop if, if you're already into it. Okay. And video and content, guys. Video, video, video. <laughs> and I just actually noticed we have a question from Summit. He put it in the question card, which is really cool. But let me try that. Do you oh. see that? Oh, yeah. Yes. I got that. What do you think about ML-based content marketing, machine learning-based content marketing? Ooh. Mm. A very deep topic, yes. I feel like, to fit in on the eighth minute. I just saw it. I'm really sorry about that. That was sent a while ago. So. No problem. Um, hey, good to see you too, Adid. It's, yeah, it's a long... I haven't thought about it, to be honest. And uh, it's a topic that I would like to think more about before saying anything, uh, if that's okay. Yeah. I think we should we should definitely discuss about this one. I did some research into it as well. Uh, this is Summit. Uh, at one point, I was checking into AI uh, yeah. and machine learning and all marketing, how it's involved and how some companies are using this. What are the results? Mm -hmm. So it's a really deep one, but we can definitely do a session next time and talk more about this. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I guess like in seven minutes before it ends, we can just like slowly say yeah. thank you to everyone who joined it was really nice um it is thank you so yeah. much for uh thank coming. you i think it was a great suggestion to do this like it i wanted to chat with you and doing it you know live with everyone and sharing it was is great so thanks everyone for joining um and yeah thanks for inviting me i love i, I mean you know yeah, i love no, talking uh, about I mean, definitely like especially for someone uh, like me who also started uh, learning about marketing after MBA. Mm -hmm. um, so since I've been following your work, your posts, your YouTube, I thought it's a good idea for definitely for starters, especially who want to learn. And you guys definitely should uh, check out um, and start from the ones that we said that now from uh, free courses and books and maybe even case studies. Those are really good uh, way of understanding mm -hmm our business is using marketing, what they're trying to do. So that's another yeah. way. Yay, thank okay. you. I think that's a great conversation. Thank you. All right, then. So see you again. I'm saying bye yeah, before like, Instagram nice. shuts down on us. <laughs> I have people that like, just shuts it down. So let me see. Okay, the last question. I think we have like, three two three more minutes is yeah, a degree well, in business necessary it's do you see that <laughs> it is not necessary, necessary but you don't have to study business is necessary if like yeah <laughs> yay okay glad you guys Thanks, enjoyed guys. it if you can save the video i'd be super happy if you can send it to me i'm gonna try <laughs> but let's see <laughs> let's see if it works okay all, all right, right. see you again bye <laughs>